This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 11th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today on week two of 2023 and episode one of our 14th season. As I shared when we put the lid on season 22, it was sometime around 2013 when this labor of love, the weekly production of the Franchise Today podcast, saw me joining Paul Segreto as his co-host. Now, 10 years later, Paul has gone on to other endeavors with his Accelerate Success Cafe, daily curated content hosted on LinkedIn. And right here, yours truly continues to charge forward with weekly interviews with some of the luminaries in franchising who speak to us with their insights on sustainable growth through sensible franchising. So, here we are, rested and recharged. Unless, of course, you're one of the millions that got chewed up by the countless snowstorms that struck the nation over the holidays, or perhaps a Southwest passenger, wondering how you ever thought that putting wings on a bus and calling it something other was a good idea. Or maybe still you're a political junkie like me and got your blood pressure dropping and rising rapidly over the holidays, watching the sloppy mess that is politics in action with all the antics involved in the changing of the guard in the U.S. House of Representatives. Well, no matter what or which, it's still season 14 on Franchise Today, and we're kicking off episode one of this new season with the affable, charming, worldly Rafiq Farouk, Senior Director of Business Development at P.F. Chang's, for his view of franchising from a global perspective. Coming around next week, you'll hear from my good friend Mark Jameson, Chief Development Officer at Propelled Brands, franchisors of Fast Signs, Nerds to Go, My Salon Suites, and Mark also serves as the co-founder of the IFA Pride Council. Also ahead in Q1, you can expect conversations with Scott Zide, CEO at Empower Brands, Josh D'Agostino at Mighty Auto Parts, Alan Young, who will be promoting his new book, Disruptable, published by Forbes, and his newly minted franchise concept, The Art of Drawers. Alan is quite the consummate serial entrepreneur and franchisor. Season 14 of Franchise Today will also be full of special events and opportunities for collaboration through friends and sponsors of the podcast, like FRM Solutions, Atmosphere TV, Zor Forum, Zoracle Spot On Profiles, and with the legendary and iconic Mike Lee Gerber of Emith fame, dubbed by Inc. Magazine as the world's number one small business guru. Yes, we've got some plans for some fun and games on another season of interviews with some of franchising's best. We kick all of that off today with our interview with Rafiq Farouk, Senior Director of Global Business Development at P.F. Chang's, and he'll join us right here on the other side of a quick break. Don't go away. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests, elevate profits, and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. 
Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, how does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. Atmosphere isn't limited to restaurants or bars either. Any business with a TV screen can benefit from better entertainment. So stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Chiropractors, doctors, dentists, auto shops, anyone with TV in their waiting rooms can jump on this amazing offer. Just go to atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code FRANCHISE and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free-to-stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at atmosphere.tv and remember, use the code FRANCHISE to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today. Rafik Farouk began his illustrious restaurant career right out of culinary school in his native Egypt. He's done it all. From tending bar to international operations and franchise development, today he serves as Senior Director of International Business Development at P.F. Chang's, and he's right here to tell us all about it. Rafik Farouk, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks, Dan. It is good to be here. I hope it is as good to be here as it has been for you to be on, say, Simon Sanuk's podcast. I saw you giving him some love on LinkedIn. Hopefully, you'll do the same for me. What do you think? I love listening to Simon Sinek. Uh, he has he he's a guy that can inspire the millions and millions, and I'm glad that uh, to have access to some of his content. Wonderful, Rafiq. We've been talking for a long time about getting together for this interview. I'm intrigued by what you do today, but before we get to any conversation about what today's world looks like. We must do what we do every week with my guests, and that's roll back the tape to tell us how and when franchising found you. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you how, but I'm going to keep the when because I don't want to age myself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, franchise, find me. I went to school. I'm originally from Cairo, Egypt, and uh, born and raised and uh, went to school there. And uh, I was blessed to go uh, to uh, hotel and management hospitality and, and study culinary. Uh, in my early days and franchise found me right after school i got an opportunity to join the first casual dining rooms in the middle east and that was chili's that was back to 1993 uh, when they first started going to the middle east so that's how they find me the rest becomes history well, you said you weren't going to give a date but you gave one anyway so thank you for sharing that with us your career in this world is about five years less than mine, but I bet you've had a whole lot more global experience. I've done some international in my life. I've made a couple of round-the-world trips on a one-way ticket. Those tickets were fun. I don't know if those are even still available, that you buy a ticket for around the world and you can take the same airline like I did it with US Air, and you could go anywhere in the world that they fly as long as you continue flying in the same direction. Is that even still out there? Do you do that? You know, Stan, I have heard a lot about this and but i have never personally experienced it but it did exist at some 
some point. I mean, just like yourself, I have lots of friends that uh, did that around the worst ticket. I have never experienced it, but I heard that it was an amazing. I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, you just keep going. You just keep going. <laughs> so you joined Chili's out of college, out of culinary school. What was the first assignment? What was your role? Because you've been both on development and operations sides of the business. Am I right? Yes, sir. Uh, my first assignment, I started as a bartender for Chili's in the first one. I was very young out of college and uh, started and I got uh, very lucky that the director of operations for Chili's and the management team have uh, allowed me the opportunity to get promoted very fast and uh, to become one of the first local uh, management of, of the country. So I got promoted to a manager, general manager, director of operations, and, you know, opened the first three or four restaurants in, uh, in Egypt. And actually, Sam, a funny story, we opened the first Chili's 2 in the world. That was in Egypt, 1997. Sounds really, really old. But that was an excellent experience. And when I moved to the U.S. later on in my life, I found Chili's 2 all over the place. So it was something that um, I'm very proud of. But through Chili's, I, uh, I grew up in, in the business or in the concept through South Egypt. Then uh, I was promoted to a general manager. Then I moved from Egypt to Dubai. That is back in the days before Dubai becomes Dubai, how we know it today. And I spent there the next six years of my life. Uh, starting the company there from scratch and uh, building, you know, the first few restaurants. And that was an excellent, amazing experience. That was, that taught me a lot about the business. And again, because of Chili's and Brinker, uh, we started doing things globally for them. So we did, we were the first training store outside the U.S. We trained all the new partners in the Middle East and all the management. We sent trainers to open different markets and we excelled really throughout the first 10, 12 years of, of the brand. Brinker has done a phenomenal job on managing the brand, expanding the brand in the market. Then after that, it grew up to Europe. Uh, but I was very fortunate to be during that time with such an amazing brand at the beginning of my career. Lots of experience from an operation standpoint. And to your point, I was very lucky that I started an operation, grew up to it from single unit to multi-unit to, you know, multiple countries, you know, moved to the U.S. and operated different things like, you know, airports. I was very fortunate to operate the food and beverage in Lafayette, Dallas Lafayette Airport, DFW, and 10 other airports. I was very fortunate to operate brands like KFC, Pizza Hut, Chili's, different bars, uh, Clubs, uh, Whataburger, Taco Bell, I mean, a bunch of brands, Starbucks, the Albus Coffee, too many to uh, to list. But again, throughout all those experiences, it really helped me in my operations uh, level. So when you first started with Chili's, were you working for the corporation or were you working for somebody who had the master franchise for the country? Then one of the the most fortunate things I think in my career is I have split my experience in between both sides of the equation. With Chili's, I was in the franchisee side. And when I moved to the U.S. after the first five years in the airport, I moved to the franchisor side. So I really appreciate that I had the opportunity to start in the franchise world, then works my way up to the franchisor, the franchisor world. Today, it gives me so much uh, experience, but also appreciation of how both of the side, how both of the coins work, per se. But you were in operations both for the franchisee as well as on the door side when you got it with Brinker. You were 
still doing operations there too? Uh, with with the Brinker world, I was in the in, in the franchisee side on the operations side. I never worked for Brinker. Got it. So move us forward from there. What came next, and when was that? Fast forward from Dubai, I moved to the U.S. in 2001, right before September 11. The people that actually mentored me when I was in Chile in Egypt, they were the same people that have helped me to find the opportunities in the airport. So I joined a company in Dallas. Uh, we moved to Dallas in 2002, and uh, this company, Star Concession, have uh, ma- the, they manage and still do manage different airports around the country. Back then, I had the opportunity to start. A as a general manager for Dallas Lockfield Airport. It's about 14 different operations. And later, I I moved to DFW, which is 65 different operations, some of the brand that I mentioned earlier. Then after that, I was promoted to become the number two guy in the company and manage the different airports that we have in, in the company. So uh, again, very blessed, uh, but it was a great experience. I spent five years with them. Then I got very lucky to open the first international uh, type mall terminal in the U.S., which was DFW Terminal D. And we opened uh, Cantina Laredo and Three Forks. It's a local company here in Dallas called Consolidated Restaurant Operations. And I really enjoyed the concept, enjoyed the team. So I told uh, John Harkey, the guy that owns the company, I said, we're going to take that and we're going to build it overseas. We're going to grow it overseas. And that was my introduction to the development board. I spent the next 13 years uh, growing uh, the CRO concept uh, in different countries. So we went to England, we went to Dubai, I mean UAE, we went to Saudi, we went to Turkey, we went to uh, Egypt, we went to different, different places around the world. And uh, we grew the company internationally and uh, that was uh, one of the most rewarding uh, journeys that I have been, that I have been on and enjoyed. Uh, again, lots of learning. Uh, lots of uh, experience that was gained just by going to countries that I had not done business before. Uh, but again, it was uh, it was successful, and uh, we find a lot of success. Not only with one brand, actually, we we developed three different brands internationally for the same company. Do we know the names of those brands here? Are they familiar to us? Yes, El Chico has been around since uh, I think it's between eighty years, if not more. One yeah, of the I remember El Chico. I remember El Chico yeah. when I lived in Dallas way back when. What are the other two brands? Cantina Laredo, uh, which is uh, originally uh, started by the same family, uh, the Cuyar family, and uh, they started the first one in Addison in Dallas. Uh, so we built that uh, overseas. And the last one uh, we did was Silver Fox, which is a, a local prime steakhouse. All right. Then take us from that experience, your first experience in franchise development, I bet you spent a lot less time at home with that job than any, any job before that. Am I correct? I do. And uh, the funny part about that story is my wife and I met uh, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, she used to work for Brinker, to your earlier question, and I used to work for the franchisee. So uh, we've been married today for 22 years, and uh, she comes with total understanding of what is the development life looks like. So I can't do what I do without her. And uh, I'm very grateful that she allows me to do what I do. Well, and that puts a whole new dimension on franchise or franchisee relations, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That is right. (laughs) So so take us out from there to what came next. In uh, 2018, again, I I love to know people. And uh, part of the development, as you know, is networking and uh, knowing people everywhere in the business, sharing knowledge, having conversation with different brands and different people to be able to learn and continue to grow. Uh, so in 2018, my boss at Blooming Brands, 
have reached out and he said we have we're developing this fast casual concept and uh, we don't have anybody in building brands that does what you do would you like to come and share your experience and join our team and uh, it was a great opportunity obviously CRO is, has been really good for me and the team at CRO including uh, John have uh, have said this is a great opportunity for you to grow I have you know, I have grown in CRO as much as I can. And Blooming Brand, obviously, public company, great organization, second largest casual dining room in, in the country. Uh, 1,200 restaurant plus was definitely a huge a huge opportunity for me. So I decided to join them in 2018 and uh, join the brand uh, to grow the Outback, Caravas, Bonefish, Fleming, and Aussie Grill. Our focus was on Aussie Grill because it was the new brand. It was the fast casual and it was uh, made the whole lot uh, sense from from a capex standpoint, from a real estate standpoint, from an offering standpoint, and from what is the market needed or what is the world needed. And we started doing that. The first one we opened was in Hong Kong. Then uh, we went to Saudi, and we started doing it here in uh, in the U.S. Uh, the vision behind the brand, I think, it, it was what really needs to be mentioned here. There was a great vision from the leadership in the company, from David Dino to everybody under him to the presidents of the concept. We were able to develop. The the same flavors of the outback in an Aussie grill, and obviously they're experiencing a lot of a lot of a great success right now. I see, I keep, I still keep track of where they go and what they have, and I see that you know they're bringing, they're opening restaurants and in the Florida markets, and you know they're still growing overseas, not as fast, but they still have growth overseas as well. Actually, one of the people that uh, I introduced to the company was uh, one of the guys that we used to work together back into that uh, beginning of Chili's in the Middle East. And uh, I understand now he told me that he is uh, one of his largest franchisee for Aussie Grill. I'm not sure if that's 100% or not, but uh, I do believe that he has the capabilities and, and the experience to be able to, to grow the brand internationally. You were doing that job from Dallas? so just yes. yes. How much time away from home on a job like that? Uh, in development in general. So this year I have traveled, uh, let's say 2018, I remember the date because I travel about 220 days out of that year. It was mm. a very busy year and uh, we had a lot of momentum and we had a lot of plans to grow the brand aggressively. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So you got to be in the five continents like you said earlier. You just don't have that uh, Around the worst ticket back then. It's amazing what some people will do to get their Marriott points, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, then, when I'm not traveling for work, I don't stay in the hotels and I don't use planes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into a break and come back and spend much more time with today's world as Senior Director of Global Business Development for P.F. Chang's. But get us to that last experience that occurred that brought you to P.F. Chang's, and we'll come back from the break, and we'll pick up from there. Without that, we, as human beings, we went through the COVID-19 uh, and what happens to it. Our company, Blooming Brands, was uh, our CEO was very kind to uh, keep everybody employed, regardless of where they, are in the, where they are in the company, from the servers or, you know, the dish room attendant to anybody in the corporate office. So we all stayed employed and we all support our franchisees. We worked through the pandemic until uh, until 2021. There was a layoff at PBI or Blooming Brands in April of 2021. Uh, that was what I experienced. And by the luck of the draw, by the blessing of God, 
by the grace of God, however you want to call it, I got to meet my boss at P.F. Chang for a cup of coffee. And at the end of the cup of coffee, she said, well, we're looking for somebody like you. Would you like to come and join our team? And I believe that that was the best decision I have ever made in my entire life. And I'll tell you why after the break. I would suggest that the best decision in your life would have been having the cup of coffee because <laughs> because without that, there'd be nothing to talk about after the break, right? <laughs> She loves her coffee, that's for sure. We're talking today with Rafiq Farouk. He's the Senior Director of Global Business Development at P.F. Chang's. And when we come back from a quick break, he's going to tell us all about that chapter in his life. We'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. We are all familiar with Vistage, YPO, and EO. Well, now comes Zorforum, a somewhat similar type of executive group. But this one comes with a twist. Zorforum groups are exclusively for franchisors. Imagine a peer group for sharing and networking on a platform built exclusively for franchise executives. Zorforum members are afforded unparalleled access to best practices and some of the brightest minds within the franchising world through regular meetings and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum groups of 6 to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive set so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And this delightful conversation today continues with Rafiq Farouk. He's the Senior Director of Global Business Development for P.F. Chang's. And we've been talking for a long time over LinkedIn about how Rafiq listens to the podcast, wondered if he could contribute to the podcast. And I was completely honored to say to Rafiq, come on, come on. Anybody who's got the cachet to do what you do for a brand the size of P.F. Chang's and with the global reach of P.F. Chang's has certainly got a story to share here. So I'm happy to have you here with us today, Rafiq. And we've laid down the groundwork of the background and what's brought you to the place you are today. Tell us a bit about life at P.F. Chang's for those of us who only know it from dropping a credit card on the table after a meal. The first P.F. Chang started in 1993 in Scottsdale, Arizona, and still there. I was there just a couple of months ago. But the story really starts in 1960, and it started by immigrant Cecilia Changs, which immigrated from China in, to the U.S., and uh, she started the business uh, by opening her first restaurant, which called The Mandarin. They started in California, then her and her son uh, had the opportunity to meet with Paul Fleming, who was uh, a frequent visitor to Le Mandarin. And between him and Paul, uh, they started uh, P.F. Chang. Paul, I'm sorry, Philip, they started P.F. Chang. As I said, it was started in 1993, and it was, it always has been about the food. Food is the star of P.F. Chang's. As we look at the different menu items over the years with P.F. Chang's, we still see that the top stars are the lettuce wrap, the Mongolian beef, the Chang chicken are still, and has been since the brand started, are the top performers of the brand and what the people looks like. P.F. Chang's went internationally in, in uh, 2003. 
and they started with uh, two countries. They started in Kuwait and in Mexico. And those two partners today are the largest two partners of CF Chang's around the world. Between them, they have about 40 plus restaurants. CF Chang's today are in uh, almost in the 50 states. In the 50 states, we have 300 restaurants plus globally, 215, more than 215 in the U.S. And we're shy of 100 overseas. And that's what uh, the goal is to build and spread them overseas. We are an Asian concept and we do everything from scratch. All of our restaurants have chef and them that they hand roll the dim the, the, the sum. They hand chops all, you know, all your vegetables that you get to eat and meat that you get to eat in the restaurant. So we're very proud of the high quality of the food that we serve to our customers. And we serve it through amazing experiences as, as we will talk about. But P.F. Chang's is one of those restaurant companies that is, you feel the culture when you come in. I was talking to somebody earlier today and uh, they were saying, what makes P.F. Chang's special? I think it's the culture. We celebrate people. Uh, we celebrate our partners. We celebrate our guests. We have what we call uh, celebrate and elevate. And our motto is uh, we want to celebrate everyone. We want to be a place for celebration that if it's your birthday, if it's your anniversary, if it's your college graduation, if it's anything, we want to be the place that you would come and celebrate. And when you celebrate, you have that such amazing food that uh, you only can get at P.F. Chang's with the exceptional service that and the hospitality that we offer to our guests. The typical footprint of a P.F. Chang's is just ginormous. Every Chang's I've ever been to, other than perhaps at an airport, is a pretty big footprint. How big is the typical Chang's restaurant? It, it used to be anywhere from six to 8,000 square feet. And as we are looking into growth and uh, the different uh, models around the world, I think, you know, today we have models that can go from, I mean, we just opened what, 2,670 square meters in South Korea. We opened 5,000 square meters in other markets. So again, the model is being really drive to efficiency so we can build more restaurants as we go. But today in the U.S., what we really look for is anywhere from 5,000 to 7,000 square feet. And the food, the scratch cooking, it's got to cost more, right? It's got to cost labor. It's, got to, it's just got to cost the ingredients and then labor to produce like the dim sum. How do you manage that in a world of increasing labor costs and penny profit businesses like food and restaurants? Then I'm going to tell you that uh, we have amazing teams. I mean, our CEO has been with the company for more than 20 years. We have in our global, the executive chefs, he has been with the brand before P.F. Chang's becomes P.F. Chang's because he was with Cecilia Chang and the family before they opened the first P.F. Chang's. I think the experience that those folks have and the way that they, they evolve with what's happening today and how we continue to run efficient restaurants uh, day in and day out, I think it answers a lot of those questions. We're always at PF Chang's, our chefs are always looking for what's the technology that can get us to do what we need to do, provide it at the highest quality that we provide and be able to execute in a more efficient, you know, labor model or, you know, what kind of equipment we do. I mean, we're very proud. We are a wok cooking business and we use the wok in cooking our food. But in the same time, we're always looking for efficiencies to operate much more efficient kitchens, restaurants, and produce that quality food at, at you know, at a proper price and a proper cost. 
again, as we grow, as we get more uh, efficient and you know, uh, supply and purchasing and the purchasing power. So the team has, I mean, again, I'm new, I'm new to the company. It's only been a year and a half, but what I witnessed for the last year and a half, a lot of great things happening to drive that affordability for our customers to come and be able to enjoy the high quality food at a very affordable price. What percentage of the business, Rafiq, would you attribute to lunch for business people versus dinner and families? You're playing to two different kinds of clientele, if I read it right. I have Chang's experiences both personally as well as in business, so others must have similar experiences, but you get to see the clientele and the client base from both sides. So which one is the greater of the two? I think we're a family restaurant. I don't remember the numbers on top of my head right now, but I I think we have the business client and we have the family client, and they both use the brand in different ways. But I think the the consistency is in how they use the brand from being a place that they can celebrate and they can come to for a great quality. I have a unique P.F. Chang's experience that sits near and dear to my heart. Care to hear about it? Yes, I would love to. The first part of it is, to my surprise, I never thought that P.F. Chang's would be a restaurant that I would go to for breakfast. So I asked you about lunch and dinner, but I've actually eaten breakfast at P.F. Chang's at the Atlanta airport in Concourse A multiple times, which in and of itself was a surprise to me that I had a breakfast meal at P.F. Chang's. It was every bit as good as my lunch or dinner would have been. It wasn't quite the, the Asian experience. It was still eggs. But who would have associated breakfast with P.F. Chang's? That's good to hear. Atlanta is one of the top performing restaurants for us. I mean, the team there does a phenomenal job. I'll tell you about my experience in Atlanta. I was in my onboarding when I joined the brand because that restaurant is very busy restaurant just because, as you know, Atlanta is one of you know the number one busiest airports in the country or in the world for that matter. I got to experience working in that restaurant for a whole week and I have never had breakfast before, but I have heard about it. And uh, we were not serving it when I was there, but the feedback from the customer that comes in, they always come early in the morning and they were asking for the breakfast. So it is a big part of our business and we're very, you know, we're very lucky that to be able to afford it for our customer that travels to Atlanta, but they know the P.F. Chang's brand. So the thing that made my breakfast experience even more unique was one time who I had breakfast with at P.F. Chang's. You ready? Yes. How about Bill Murray? Wow. And I'll send you the picture of Bill Murray and me eating breakfast at P.F. Chang's in the Atlanta airport together years prior when we inducted him into the National Buffalo Wing Hall of Flame, for which I am the chairman. And now I see this guy coming in and I'm sitting at the bar and looking at my menu and I see this guy come in with a trench coat and a raincoat and a big fedora hat and covering his face and he takes the hat and the raincoat off and he sits down and I'm thinking to myself, that guy is familiar. Who is that? Who is that? I just can't get it out of my head who it is. And then I finally realized who it was and he sat down and he obviously been to this restaurant many times because the lady behind the bar knew him and I found a picture of him wearing all of our garb from the National Buffalo Wing Festival from back in, I don't know, I think 2010 or so. And I handed the young lady behind the bar my phone with a picture of him wearing the shirt and the hat. And I asked her if she would take my phone and hand this picture to him and say, the gentleman on the other side of the bar wonders if you remember this. And so he took my phone and he looked at the picture and then he looked up at me across the bar and then looked back down at the picture and then he picked up his hand and, and you know, the motion we make with a finger when we're telling someone come over here so his index finger is telling me come here (laughs) so i walked around to his side of the bar and he said i remember that picture but i'm not sure i remember you what's the story and as soon as i told him how we met and where we met and what those circumstances were he said sit down let's have breakfast 
So <laughs> he brought me breakfast that morning, and I was on my way to flying out of the, of Atlanta. And obviously, he was changing planes. But from what I understand, he loves going to Chang's. That 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 restaurant is a place that he spends time on a regular basis. So there's a little sidebar story for you. Thank you for sharing that. That that's very phenomenal. I'll make sure to share it with the team, and I would love to get the picture. I'll send it to you when we're done here. Thank you. It's amazing to see how many people goes and and enjoys PF Chang's, and it's incredible. I mean, how powerful that and then how much is connected with people just people just like you and I. So what's ahead for Chang's? What's the landscape look like in this changing world of frictionless transactions and changing footprints post-COVID? What kind of an impact has that had and will it have? And what's your picture for the next one to three years out? What do you see? We have great leadership in place right now. And the new leadership that took PF Chang's in 2019 has great vision for the brand. And they're really investing in the brand. I'm not really sure when is the last time you have been in PF Chang's, but if you have noticed PF Chang's have been doing brand refresh over the last call three years, since we're in the beginning of 2023, we uh, we have remodeled almost three quarter of our fleet. And that's is making the brand really prosper from our customers because everybody just loves what the new PF Chang's looks like. No changes in the food. We just change how we serve it. Uh, so we're doing a lot of table theater. Uh, no changes in the hospitality, just giving, giving more hospitality to our customers. That impact what's the outlook, and this is why I share that with you. Uh, the future is very bright for PF Chang's. We, we are looking to grow the brand domestically, internationally. I'm sure you have seen uh, some of the latest news that comes about the PF Chang's to go and uh, the PF Chang's itself. We just opened almost uh, 19 restaurants this year and uh, we're looking to tracking into uh, 2023, 2024, and 2025 in the same rate. Uh, we look about 8 to 10 restaurants internationally and we're looking in, in the same number domestically. We're growing through three different models. One is the flagship, as you would experience in Las Vegas or most recently in Union Square in New York or in Atlanta. Uh, but we're also growing through the Fiat Chains to Go, which is uh, the new fast casual concept. And that is growing. We have 15, I believe, restaurants today in the U.S. and one internationally. And we're looking to build more of that overseas. That's the same concept as Fiat Chains. It just can be anywhere from... 800 to 2200 square feet, half of uh, 45% of the menu. And it has the famous ingredients. The only difference is there is no service parts of it and it's served in a to-go container. You can order it and come and get it or we can deliver it or somebody else can deliver it on behalf of us. Same food, same recipes, same cooking methods, the whole nine yards. And the other part that the brand is growing is uh, internationally, which what I do is we have a lot of interest in the PF chains. We are interested in different markets in Asia and Europe and to continue to grow in the Middle East and South America. And I think we have amazing partners that are willing to grow and are growing. And we also have new partners that you're going to be hearing about soon that is coming to uh, to extend the brand and grow the brand and market that we have are not in there, such as uh, Bahamas, for example, or Egypt, or continue to grow in markets like Mexico or the Middle East or in the UK. So Rafiq, We've got an audience of franchisors that listen to the podcast each week, and many of them are perhaps emerging franchisors in food and in other verticals. But what would your advice be to somebody who thinks they're ready to expand internationally and might be overlooking some of the difficulties in in doing business internationally as compared to the growth domestically? What's your advice to those franchisors? 
I think in my own experience, we all would want it to go overseas. When I started with CRO and, and take the restaurants overseas, we had 75 restaurants at Chico here, if I remember correctly. So we have a lot of restaurants and we have a lot of experience in the brand that was around for 60 plus years or 70 plus years. So there was system and things like that. But going internationally is totally different, that, different than operating in the U.S. I do believe that if you want to go internationally, you have the number one is you have to be ready. You have to have system in place. You have to have people that can support your growth. And you have to have a brand that is ready to go overseas. And what I mean by ready to go overseas is you have to have a manual. You have to have a system that you can operate and hand over. Everybody's going to learn through experiences. And as you grow one market after the other, you're going to learn from one experience. We still learn from it today, regardless of the brand that I'm with. Every country is different. Every government is different. Every border is different. And every culture is different. So that's that's forgiven. You're going to learn through those experiences. But what I challenge everybody and what I encourage everybody to do is, before you go internationally, make sure that you understand what it takes to go and manage is one restaurant because this is where it starts halfway around the, the world. So invest, put people, bring in the right people or grow the right people within your organization to be able to develop that system. It is very difficult to go to a country and not to be successful to reopen in that country or to try to rebuild it. That's a very difficult task. What's easy, not easy, but what is what, what is good for your business as you grow internationally is making sure that you pick the right partners and you pick the right locations and you start slow but start very steady and with growth one restaurant after another you can build really a momentum and you can build a phenomenal business internationally just just for basis of comparison for those who listen and understand and know what the minimum thresholds would be in their own businesses for bringing somebody on either for area development or for international expansion what's the minimum threshold for requirement for somebody to become affiliated with P.F. Chang as a franchisee or an area developer? Because of P.F. Chang and because of the brand, we look for a multi-unit franchise. So we don't sign any or we don't bring anybody for any less than five restaurants development for a very small country. And it can go to, you look at India, for example, and it's going to be 100 plus locations over the next 10, 15, 20 years. So, but that's P.F. Chang. I mean, P.F. Chang sits in a very different places. But I would encourage everybody not to go internationally for less than five to 10 restaurants development deals. Economically, it wouldn't work if you're less than that. Some really sage information for us, Rafiq. We're coming to the place in the interview, though, where it's time for me to drop my second to the end question, but it's the best question for me every time. What didn't I ask you today that you wished I did? Why international business? Why international development? And I would say that I think the people that does what I do, we all have one common, and is we bring the culture of the U.S., the brands of the U.S., to international territories, international countries, and that impacts the people of those countries because we create jobs, we open restaurants, we create uh, opportunities for growth from a supply chain standpoint, from a people development standpoint, from an income standpoint, and those impact generation and generation to come after. I mean, whoever started Chili's in Egypt in 1993, I'm a product of that man's vision of just bringing a restaurant from the U.S. and being able to give opportunity for young men and women to be able to grow and become 
wherever they want it to be. So I'm grateful for him, but I think it's a great thing to be doing what we do and continue to grow U.S. brands or international brands around the world. Well, it's safe to say, Rafiq, that you're not just an ambassador for P.F. Chang's, but the U.S. commercial service should tap into you as well, because I think you're a great ambassador for U.S. restaurant businessmen and women around the world and a great ambassador for our country as well as for food. So there are going to be people in this audience that want to find you again, Rafiq. How about some contact information? I'm available on LinkedIn. I take pride of answering every message that I get or connect with everybody that reaches out, regardless of where they are, where they're from, or how old or how young they are. I'm a living testament to the fact that he'll contact you no matter how old you are, because <laughs> he did that with me. Rafiq, this has been a real pleasure and an enjoyable visit. What a great way to begin season 14 on Franchise Today. You keep listening, and somewhere down the road, I'm certain we're going to get to visit each other face-to-face, somewhere like maybe at an IFA or a restaurant convention. I'll look forward to that. I'm looking forward to sharing a meal with you at Pia Chang soon. Thanks so much, Rafiq. Well, that's a wrap for today. Join us again next week, same time, same place, as we're joined by Propelled Brands Chief Development Officer Mark Jameson. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.